Welcome to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, January 8th. I am Alex Kazora, as always. Joining me is Dave Bryan here to answer your Steelers questions for the next hour as we are celebrating the postseason inclusion of the Pittsburgh Steelers as they beat the Baltimore Ravens, got the help they needed, and are the seventh seed going to Buffalo on Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Dave, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Uh, happy Monday. Thanks thanks uh, for everybody who showed up. Looking forward to watching this national championship game tonight and finishing out running through the uh, all-22 film that dropped earlier today from the Ravens game. And uh, excited to do a playoff version of this live stream tonight. Maybe our first one ever. I don't know how long these have gone back. Obviously nothing last year from a playoff perspective. So excited for that. Excited you guys are here with us. Again, answering your Steelers questions for the next hour until 8 p.m. Eastern time. Please like the video. Please also subscribe to the channel. Check out the site SteelersDepot.com. Got the news of Demonte Casey officially being activated from the suspended list. Pittsburgh getting a roster exemption for him, meaning he does not currently count against the 53-man roster, although presumably if he'll play against the Bills, he will have to get put on the roster at some point with a corresponding move. You guys could also, you don't have to, but if you want a guarantee of your question being asked and answered by Dave and myself, you can send us a super chat and you'll move to the front of the line. No obligation, but we appreciate them all the same. So let's dive on in. I see 53 people already here in the chat. A lot of questions lined up. Let's start, Dave. First question comes from B. Eric McDay. Could we move James Daniels to center this offseason? Dave, I've gotten this question a couple of times, especially recently. What are your thoughts? Uh, you could. Uh, there's no, obviously no rule against it, but uh, I, I would think the best path to probably uh, take with, uh, with him uh, would be to leave him at uh, right guard and just go ahead and draft a center. Uh, that, that, that would be... The way I would go. Now, I have not even looked at the center class or the guard class or anything like that. To my understanding, the center class is pretty decent uh, uh, this year, just from uh, you know seeing some stuff on on Twitter and all like that. But I, I have not verified that myself. Uh, you could obviously do it, but uh, I, I would think that the 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 path you might want to go if you could is to try to draft a young center and go from there. I'm with you. Find that long-term option as opposed to trying to move guys around and then probably having to find a right guard unless you really trusted Nate Herbig that much to be that option over a full 17-game season. Daniels has gotten comfortable at right guard. Keep him there. He's played pretty well at that position. He's also not played center in quite some time. I'm not saying he couldn't do it. Maybe it's natural to him. I'm not quite sure, but just go find the center as opposed to trying to move a bunch of pieces around and still having to fill in roster spots. Mike Adesso, our friend, says, Hi guys, happy playoff season. We made it. What a wild year. Indeed it was. With Mika Fitzpatrick and Demonte Casey back in Rose Emergence, how would you best use Patrick Peterson now? I think he kicks back outside and Wallace loses reps. Yeah, that's it's, it's a tough one. There's some flexibility. It's a good problem to have. I would still prefer Peterson to play primarily as the nickel in the slot especially if Gabe Davis were to play. He's got the knee injury, but he's a speedster. Him on Peterson is going to be an issue. Will still be an issue for Wallace, but Dave, what are your thoughts? Because I don't know exactly how they're going to handle with the safety group getting healthy. 
Yeah, uh, that's going to be a, a, a one to watch. And look, we don't know for sure yet. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you hope to get Minka Fitzpatrick back. Uh, we'll have to see what happens with Casey being as he has a roster uh, exemption. Uh, if you look back at what they, you know, with Kareem Jackson, uh they had a one game roster exemption with him. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with, with Casey. We do not know the length of the exemption uh, just yet, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you get some speed on that outside, I mean, they've got some talented receivers over there. Right. And, you know, Peterson doesn't run like he, like he used to, and they're going to be, you would think there's going to be opportunities or, 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 or you would think that Buffalo is going to want to stretch the field at times. The weather could play a big factor in this as well, too. You know, if it's windy, the ball is probably not going to be uh, up in the air as much. Uh, I, I'm with you, though. I, I think I would like to see him more in a sub-package situation with Peterson. And then you just uh, take a stick and bite on it when you have uh, maybe Levi Wallace on the other side. I do think it's some of those obvious pass situations. Minka Fitzpatrick will be manning up on either Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid, one of those two really athletic playmaking tight ends that Buffalo has, similar to how he matches up on Mark Andrews whenever he's healthy and they're playing Baltimore, which will you know basically have him as a cornerback slot type of role, and that could still allow Patrick Peterson to play that free safety spot he's occupied in Fitzpatrick's absence. So I still think he'll play some free safety at the least. How much and how much corner does he play? Is it, is it outside? Is it inside? Does he play outside and base? I'm less sure of, but again, it's good that there are some options because this team has been really thin and not really had the options for the last three or four weeks. Right. Michael Wu says, stat of the weird. We love our stats of the weird. All three quarterbacks have been the starter, backup, and number three inactive at some point. That's a really good point. <laughs> Can something be said about the coaching staff's ability to evaluate their players? Well, some will say they've not evaluated them properly based on pickets, lack of progression, Trubisky struggles, and Rudolph taking this long to become the starter. But I think what it says is Pittsburgh has always valued their quarterback depth and experience. And you've seen teams go through two, three, four quarterbacks around the NFL over the last couple of seasons in Pittsburgh. Probably had an opportunity last year to trade Mason Rudolph if they wanted to, and they probably didn't have to bring him back. Obviously, they did not have to bring him back this past May, but they did because they valued the depth top to bottom, even if they probably took a game, game and a half too long to turn to Mason Rudolph. So you can't have too many talented, experienced quarterbacks in that room. This year proved it. Yeah, boy, you look around the league, what happened at the quarterback position, and the Steelers are notorious for, for the most part, except for a couple of years ago when they uh, traded away Josh Dobbs, right? Uh, uh, wasn't that the year that they traded away Josh Dobbs and they had two quarterbacks to start the year and then Ben mm -hmm. got hurt? Yep, uh, and, uh, But uh, outside of that, this has been a team that's notorious for carrying three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster, and if you, if you learned anything uh, this year, it's probably a good idea to go to, to do that moving forward. Now, I'm a big fan and I've talked for a while about, man, I sure would be nice to see uh, the league, you know, add a couple more roster spots, you know, active mm -hmm. roster spots. And if you did that, that would obviously, you know, uh, maybe facilitate the league having more Three, three, more teams with three quarterbacks across the league, but look, they're just they're they're damn lucky to be in this situation. You got a guy that's your number three that uh, had 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 game experience, uh, has 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 done enough without without question these last three games to to win and make no mistake about it. They had to win these three games and uh, they've done that. And you'd have to figure that they're gonna 
you know, it's now Mason Rudolph or bust, uh, barring injury the rest of the way. Hopple Mop says, did Roe earn the starting spot next to Minka over KZ? So asking who will be the starting strong safety in this game. We presume Minka will start at free safety. I think he has, Dave. Recency bias, man. Uh, what what have you done for me lately? And uh, Roe has been a guy that's... Uh, that's, that's filled in nicely. So, yeah, I, I, I think you roll with uh, with Roe right now. And if not him, then who? Casey's more of that free safety type. He's a hitter, but they have not really used him as a strong safety box type of guy. Peterson obviously is not that guy. Right. Neil, I assume, is not coming back at this point. Uh, you have Killebrew. I mean, if, if it's not Eric Rowe, unless you were to have Minka basically wear that strong safety hat and then Peterson remain at free safety, you could do that. But I think with the way the Tomlins talk up Eric Rowe, they're going to give him a chance to, to at least start and play and have some sort of significant role in this game. Yeah, and even if they open up, but we'll see what happens on Tuesday. I, I suppose they could open up the window if he's healthy enough to do so on, on Neil. But uh, there's no way, you know, it's hard to imagine him 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 being activated back this week anyway. So uh, uh, I think it's going to be Rowe and Minka out there. Even from a conditioning standpoint, he's missed right. six weeks. I wonder what happened because it seemed like he was okay after the game. He spoke to reporters, had the rib injury, and then he's just – we've not heard a peep from him other than two weeks ago Tomlin saying he didn't consider it season-ending. But here we are. The season's over. He didn't return. So I don't know. I don't know what happened with Keanu Neal, but I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. 101 people here in the chat already. Appreciate that, guys, so much. A lot of intrigue here for the postseason push. If you guys could like this video, subscribe to the channel, and check out the site you see on screen, steelsdepot.com. Would really appreciate that. Jonathan Mason says, finish the sentence. The Steelers win Sunday if... Dot, dot, dot. Dave, fill in the dots. Uh, run the football well and don't turn it over. Period. That's a good formula. That's how they've been winning. I'll say if Josh Allen has close to a one-to-one ratio of great to terrible plays in in the sense of he's going to make some plays on Pittsburgh. There's no question about that with his arms, with his legs. It's going to be a couple of moments where you throw up your hands and say, nothing you can do about that one. Just Josh Allen being Josh Allen. But can you also get the bad Josh Allen where he's too reckless with the football, turns it over, makes that just terrible decision in a marquee moment? Similar to the Dolphins game, obviously Buffalo won that one, but something that that allows you to be competitive and close and try to win the final five minutes. If you can do that, you got a real chance at this thing. Yeah, you know, your best option, he can't make plays against you if he's not on the field. Sure, and that's where running the ball becomes extremely important for Pittsburgh, generally speaking, but especially against quarterbacks like Josh Allen. Mike Adesso, I'm usually not so negative, but please tell me why I should not fear the Bills game going like last year's beating. Our secondary may get destroyed, especially by their tight ends and having no TJ. It's a valid concern. We're not that far removed from 38-3 to last year. Granted, that was Kenny Pickett, his first start. You know, We presume Rudolph will start this game. Weather should have an impact as well. That was a sunny, beautiful game. This one, the weather may impact the, the passing game overall. So it's understandable, but... I think this team has grown from where they were last year. There's a better identity offensively. They're running the ball a whole lot better than they were at that point last season. The quarterback play is different. Those are all clearly, you know, changed factors. Yeah, Trey Norwood start that game too, didn't you? Oh, God, did he really? 
trying to think back. Remember, remember uh, the uh, that uh, 99 yard mm-hmm. uh, to to Gabe Davis that uh, Trey Norwood was uh, shallow bit, on, right? Bit bit down on, and all. And uh, now the second, it rem- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the second Gabe Davis the one that was in Mika's hands and Gabe Davis mm. took took it away from him uh, in the end zone, but. Uh, your, I think your starting secondary in that game was was Levi Wallace, uh, Cam, uh, Cameron Sutton, Arthur Millette, Minka, and Trey Norwood. Yeah, that's a great point. It's a, it's a different and, looking secondary. And you had Devin Bush uh, at, at at inside linebacker in that game. And I mean, this you know th- this defense. You had uh, didn't Demarvin Leal start that game? Yeah, he did. He was playing off ball linebacker for a couple of snaps in one of those blitz right. packages. And you you have better you have much better outside linebacker depth this year to handle the Watt loss than you did. You know, you had Malik Reed and those guys playing in that game last year. And you didn't have uh and you didn't have Watt for that game, right? Right, he was out. But I guess right. to Michael's point, he's saying, Well, Watt was out that game, no Watt this game. Is your pass rush gonna get home? But the pass rush I think will be stronger than last year without him because Golden and Herbig are much better than Malik Reed and Shamir Jones and the guys they were turning to immediately after Watt went down last year. Look, the Bills are on fire right now. There's no two ways about it. Uh, you know, they're running the ball well, and you know their their biggest bugaboo on offense is 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 you know uh, whenever Josh Allen makes the mistakes uh, more than anything. And you know, I think for for the losses that that defense has had uh, this year, look what they did to Miami in that game uh, uh, yesterday there. So, I mean, it, it's look that, that spread is nine to 10 points for a reason. You know, obviously this, you know, the, the betting public plays plays into it and all like that, but there's a reason they're heavily favored. But, uh, uh I think Mike Tomlin's probably going to be reminding them boys several times this week at, that, that, uh, nobody thinks that they can win that game. And, uh, we'll see what the weather is, how much of an e- equaling factor, uh, that is. And once again, I, th- I think the Steelers got to run the football well, possess it, certainly can't turn the football over and got to hope Josh Allen doesn't make those, those, those Josh Allen kind of plays that uh, he tends to do a couple times a game. Unless he's making the bad Josh Allen plays right. he makes a couple times per game. Jason Morgan with a $5 super chat. Thank you so much, Jason. He says, which unsung hero should Faulkner Sullivan utilize on offense more against the Bills D specifically? Connor Hayward, Calvin Austin, other. I hadn't watched enough to really get a great feel for the answer. It's probably going to take more than just one guy, but... Can you have maybe just one particular play that's maybe something, a constrained play, something new that you can show Buffalo for whoever that may be in a a critical moment that may be uh, the ticket? So do you have any thoughts about one kind of X factor offensively? Uh, I mean, just kind of – you know, a, a Calvin Austin, you'd like to maybe see them try to get him an opportunity to get the ball in his hands out in open space a couple of times, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, designing 12 touches for him a game, but, you know, can can you get the ball to him? You have to think, too, that, and, and once again, depending on the weather, you know, they're probably going to see them try to take away uh, George Pickens, right? Sure. Uh, uh, Probably going to be uh, now, the, as you stated on the podcast, you know, they, they're going to play. They're probably not going to rotate a whole lot of personnel in this game because mm-hmm. they uh, because what they could do with their with, with uh, who's who's the kid in the slot. Uh, Teron uh, Johnson. Yeah. T- uh, Teron Johnson uh, there. But, 
you're going to have to think that they're going to be a little bit uh, mindful of, of where Pat Firemuth is and, and, and try to make – and at the same time, they're going to know that the Steelers are going to want to run the football. So, mm. But they can't do all that at one time, right? You know, you can't cover everybody uh, all the time there. So I, I, you know, if you want to talk about one uh, outside the peripheral – type guy that you could might try to get the football in his hands a couple of times i i would say maybe calvin austin and and see what you can get there if you can get the ball to him out in space a couple of times yeah i wonder if you're pittsburgh you know do you go with the heavy personnel and see if buffalo stays in nickel or kind of force them in base they got some of those inside linebacker injuries milano's been out for months and dodson got hurt in this game i don't know his status going forward but you try to test maybe the big people up front and take somebody like johnson off the field so i wonder if that's what you lean on given the weather pittsburgh's personality etc um, but i think it maybe was more about a play in a particular moment a play call than it is going to be maybe that one particular person but we'll see overall Got a comment here from G, just the letter G, says, Kind of funny how similar the 2020 Steelers are to the 2023 Eagles. Pittsburgh 11-0, collapsing. Eagles were, what, 10-1, collapsing. We'll see how the Eagles story gets written out here against Tampa Bay on Monday night. But, yeah, certainly some parallels between the two. And how uh, I don't think the the A.J. Brown injury is season-ending, right? But uh, is he going to make it back this week? Yeah, I think the prognosis was better than it looked, but I don't know his status for Monday. Right. They they certainly have been struggling. Oh, yeah. Sure. David Kapoor is a big fan of your intro on the podcast. Dave, he says, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs, he said later on. Love starting the, po- the podcast with the more quote. Yeah, that was from uh, from a listener that we uh, got to that email early in the show. I, th- I thought I'd reward everybody there with uh, mm-hmm. some Jim Mora. AJF says, did Mike Rabel get the keys to the city? I don't know about that. He got some Permani brothers sent it uh, sent yeah. his way. So that's, that's maybe a, a good second best gift to have. But we thank former Pittsburgh Steelers player Mike Rabel for the Tennessee Titans pulling off the upset and helping to put Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Yeah, like I had said a couple of times this past week, man, that that press conference of his during during the week that uh, we caught there uh, had, had you wanting to run through a wall there. That 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 guy uh, had that group uh, ready for the and they looked. That was uh, Derek, potentially Derrick Henry's right. final game, and you know Tannehill definitely probably not going to be there next year. Wanted to make sure he he uh, got an opportunity to make a statement, and uh, they they came ready to play. That's for sure. Yeah, I think your point about Derrick Henry is a great one. That's his last game. He knows it. Organization knows it. That's why he signed autographs for hours after the game. He ran for a buck fifty something. He knew this is the last time he'll ever wear a Tennessee Titans uniform, and he ran like it. So that was right. as big as anything. And that Tajay Spears uh, provided some pop for him too. Yeah, he's a fun back out there in space, yeah. the rookie. And uh, I'm just casually as we're talking here, a bit, bit of a sidebar, seeing. The Panthers seemingly request interviews for every single potential front office member in football. I wonder if Andy Weidel is going to get a call, just given the Pittsburgh ties. I know that Tepper wasn't there whenever Weidel was hired, but I wonder if we're going to hear some Andy Weidel getting requested for some GM jobs here pretty soon. I, I, I would imagine as part of the cycle, he, he'll, he'll, he'll pro- we'll probably be writing about his name. Yeah, and Carolina, I mean, literally like 10 names have come across in the last 20 minutes. So we'll see if Weidel is included in that there or somewhere else. All right, Kevin Shoup says, over, under, Josh Allen, turnovers at two and a half. What are you taking? That's a, that's a good one. Pittsburgh's defense, they've been, I think, they, they, they've 
not allowed the big plays at the rate they were earlier this year, and they've not maybe had the turnovers they were creating this year, but they've done so probably done a better job of that with the splash plays down the stretch. So they're there, they're there for the taking. Pittsburgh can can make them happen. I don't know, Dave. That that's tough. I'd two take and a half. the under because yeah. I'd be happy if they got two. two. To be honest with you, two's so what it took if, to beat Baltimore. Uh, so if uh, if the if if you set me over uh, over under at two and a half, I would I would take the under and hope that it just misses. You know. Yeah, and maybe get one in the red zone. Pittsburgh's been a great red zone defense. It'd be one on a short field. I, I think Pittsburgh, not to sound like Mike Tomlin, but they need a turnover, but also on a short field. It gives Pittsburgh a real chance to put up points in, in quick fashion. All right, what else do we have here? And thank you guys for being here. Please be sure to like the stream. Thoughts on Roe helping out in nickel packages? Uh, I, I think he'll play. I think he could still start at strong safety um, and right. probably still be you know, an asset out there in nickel. But again, there are some options. There's some flexibility, and those are things Pittsburgh have, have not had. I, I think someone like a Miles Killebrew and maybe to a degree a Chandon Sullivan are going to be the guys that lose playing time based on the safety group getting healthier, more flexibility for Peterson. I think Casey will be great in that dime 60B role, and that's going to curtail some of the snaps that Killebrew and maybe Sullivan were seeing. Right. Uh, what else do we have here? Did that guy that attacked the judge in Vegas look like Troy jumping over the Titans <laughs> O-line onto Collins? I think Kerry Collins had tweeted about that and, and made a pretty funny remark. Um, yeah, that's that's out that's out your way, Dave. Is that guy? Yeah. Back, I, I was going to say free agent. Yeah, I think he was back in court today. I think I saw something on Twitter because I follow a couple of all these Vegas accounts and all. And uh, I think he got uh, uh, attempted was it a murder, uh, a protected government official mm-hmm. or so, something like that. But, uh, boy, that was that was a scary moment for that judge. Yeah, I'm glad that she seems to be okay overall. But, uh, yeah, that was the, the Internet certainly had their, their fun with that clip. Josh Miller says, Jonas on the Friday show who was struggling to name DCs who've had a rise like Mike McDonald at such a young age. I got one, Mike Tomlin. Heck, you look at all the last three Pittsburgh Steelers head coaches, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin, young defensive-minded coaches who got their chance, but that's a great point, Tomlin. He was a one-year DC. People kind of forget that. One-year DC, relative unknown name, gets hired by Pittsburgh beating out you know, Russ Grimm, Ken Wisenhunt, etc., and that was the start of the Tomlin era. Yep. Andrew Samuel says, draft an absolute monster, or excuse me, draft an absolute mauler of a center, move Broderick back to his organic position at left tackle, and put Chooks back at right tackle, maybe draft another right tackle. I don't think a core force is coming back next year, Dave. Not at that number. No, you, you, they're already mad enough that they probably <laughs> paid them all that money to uh, stand over the sideline uh, all season. Yeah, and they need to run the ball in a core for it's not a right. run blocker. I mean, he's been okay, but I the, the extension was always a bit curious because Corfer was never bad, but how good was he? Was he a guy that you really wanted to, to build around for the next couple of years? So that kind of felt like a deal where, I don't know if they were just worried about, we don't want to have to plug that hole. We got to, we got to try to replace other spots upcoming. We want to make sure that right tackle is relatively secured, but it was a, a curious extension at the time. Yeah, a little more than 60 days left left, left on the roster for him. Yeah, that's for sure. Dean Horvitz says, Najee has impressed me so much lately. What sparked this great streak? I mean, he's been that type of runner, you know, going back his whole career. But I think the O-line getting a push up front and just this team really kind of buying in into their identity, figuring out who they are, who they want to be, and executing that is really what it's come down to. 
Yeah, execution, man. They run the snot out of the split zone <laughs> on the tape against Baltimore. And uh, uh, Connor had a great game, didn't he? Connor Hayward, mm-hmm. man. Uh, uh, that stuck out. I thought in the run game, uh, Broderick uh, did well. Sayamalo obviously did well in the run game. Uh, Darnell Washington, I think, had a good game as a run blocker uh, in, 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 in this one as well. Uh, Najee. Uh, did did a real good job, especially when he when he hit it. You know, uh, obviously we, the 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 things that didn't go well for him, which really isn't his his game, is when he starts getting east and west, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those were those are when those negative plays uh, cropped up uh, for him. And really, Jalen, uh, you know, I think Jalen had a, a couple of these last couple of weeks as well, uh, too. But uh, when they get their timing down. Uh, especially with with the split zone and 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 with the power, uh, and Najee's able to just run straight. But there was a couple of times he ran right up the back of a car. He was he was going forward, man. Uh, on a couple of those ran, runs, ran right up the back of uh, Mason Cole on one. Uh, who did he run up on the back of? Maybe Daniels on another there. But uh, he's running hard. Both of them are running hard. Both of them are getting yards after after contact, and and it's good to see. And that that's the kind of football that this offense is going to have to play uh, uh, if they're going to make any noise in the playoffs. There's an edge to this group that wasn't here earlier this year, and you kind of feed off of that when you get some traction and one good game turns into another good game and you build up some confidence and you're really feeling that right now. And this team knows, okay, this is the path. We're, we're proving that it's working. Let's continue to build off of that and let's really try to you know, out-muscle and punish and overwhelm opposing defenses. If they block that toss-up right, they get pretty good success with that, you know. Yeah, it's been really good. That's why the rain was kind of made it an issue because their toss scheme, the zero toss, crack toss scheme has been really effective, a little harder to do in the rain to kind of modify things a bit. And, and to your point, you mentioned, Dave, the tight ends have been blocking much better. I mean, you know, Connor getting after it, Darnell being the guy that he was drafted to be, even Pat Frymuth running his feet, finishing blocks. So when your tight ends you know, are getting involved and they're really adding on to what your O-line is doing, you become a complete running team. Yep. A lot more questions here about uh, the safety situation. Jonathan Stevens, would you start Rowe or Casey this week next to Minka? And where does Eric Rowe fit into the equation? That's from 4TL Music Group. Kind of address that. I think Rowe is going to be the starting strong, yeah. uh, strong safety in this game. Yeah, and, and once again, uh, pay attention. And we'll obviously, we'll have it up on on, 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 on the site and all like that. Yeah. Uh, It'd be interesting to see how long of a roster exemption they they get with uh, with Casey because with you know another thing to think about how much how much special teams was Casey playing before he went down? Do you remember? I'd have to look. It's not much. Might be a little bit on a unit, but he was he's not obviously a core guy. Right, and if Thompson's healthy, was is he a better uh, 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 special teams option? I would imagine so. Yeah, he's done some, but I think I think he went. Who's going to be your dime backer? I think having Casey as that dime guy, that 6DB, is going to be of real value. I think you know you finally get this guy back who was playing significant snaps for you before. I think he's gonna. They're gonna find a role for him somehow, some way. Right, and and how banged up is Roe? You know, he obviously went back into the game, so you want to definitely make sure you have your bases covered. Yeah, uh, if he's a little bit dinged up. Mr. Jimmy Dean one. Hey guys, we're going to the dance. Yes, the Steelers are. Question. With Herbig on all special teams, should Golden start and just use Herbig as a situational rotational piece? Nah, I mean you got to get all these three, three yeah. guys working, and and, and Herbig's fresh. Yeah, you got to. Uh, 
you can you could probably take a handful of his special team snaps off of him. I, I maybe, but uh, if you do it right, you you should be able to rotate uh, those three guys around and and probably not impact Herbig. Here's the thing. You don't want to play a lot of special teams. Don't <laughs> punt. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't punt a lot. You know uh, that that that'll help limit some of those uh, uh, as well there. But uh, and we talked about that this morning on the podcast here. Uh, I think you got to find a way to to mix and match those guys or rotate side. The good thing is is all three of them can play both both sides. Uh, I think Herbig is a better overall pass rusher on the on at, at right outside linebacker uh i think golden is a better run defender on the right side and you know obviously highsmith you know has experience on both sides as well too so uh i would expect to see those three guys uh with highsmith probably getting a higher snap count but uh, you you can mix and match those guys. Yeah, they're going to need all, more than one guy to replace T.J. Watt. They're going to need scheme. They're going to need the guys that they have there. There's no question about that. And and I get the point about you know limiting special team snaps. Listen, the Bills had a 95-yard punt return for a touchdown mm-hmm. against Miami, so you better have some guys that can make plays on special teams. Herbig has been that guy. You might not want to shift those guys around, put new people in that role because you you might end up regretting it. Got a $2 super chat from Tim M. Thank you, Tim. Says, when is the Steelers Depot app coming? It's it's on our list. I know it's been on our list for a while, but in-season, Tim, we're, we're pretty busy with, with in-season type stuff. Yeah, sorry about that, Tim. It's just so hard to get stuff done in-season and all, and maybe we'll... Uh... Uh, when Alex and I meet after the uh, after the season, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll look into that uh, once and for all here. I'm trying to look at special team snaps here for uh, for Casey. Uh, he was he's played as many as 12 in a game this this season. So uh, he definitely could give you something mm-hmm. in that at that aspect there. And he told and, the reporters and, and, and every game that he's been in. Uh, this year, he's he's logged at least two special teams. He was, and the only reason he logged two in that final game because he was ejected from it, right? Right, and I think some of that's field goal block. I think that he's on, but some of that might also be you know, some kick return, uh, kick yeah, coverage he, type he, action. He does he does kick coverage and punt return. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's see what else we have here, John Penning. And, and field goal extra point block. Yeah, field goal stated. block. Yeah, uh, Mike Adesso uh, quickly says it's amazing how three wins in a row quiets down those culture problems and locker room concerns. Yeah, they do. Winning it may not be the cure, but it certainly masks whatever issues your team is having, and it, it gets to heat off some of those subplots. It sure does not hurt. <laughs> that is for sure. John Pennington says, Hello, Dave and Alex. Are you guys concerned about the offensive line and pass protection, not picking up the blitz, and defense not being able to defend the middle of the field? It's probably fair for both. I think the pass protection yeah. has been better in terms of picking up blitzes. You know, I thought Moore and Jones have had their issues defending the edge, especially in recent weeks. But I think in terms of IDing stuff and adjusting to some of those more exotic looks that have become in vogue, Pittsburgh has gotten better. And then the fame middle of the field, I and mean, Minka coming back certainly helps. But yeah, I mean, the inside linebackers are still hurting. The tight ends for Buffalo are fantastic, so it's a concern. Yeah, they uh, they let up a couple of free runners uh, in, in, in that game against the Ravens, too. Yeah, you're talking about like the likely touchdown and, and that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. Was there anything that just wasn't completed where there were some free guys? Like the Seattle game, there were some receivers running free that Gino just missed. I uh, haven't gotten that far into it okay. yet. Okay, okay. 
I was looking mostly at O-line in the run game first first trip through. Gotcha. Faceless Man says, Levi and Peterson swap on Davis. Does Porter travel with Diggs? Yeah, I expect Porter to be on Diggs throughout most, if not the entire game. And then from there, we'll see how they want to divide up the outside cornerback reps. Yeah, you got to give him a little bit of help, too, with uh, with Porter. But I expect Porter to be on uh, on, on Diggs. Yeah, and I think he's excited and recognizes the matchup. And listen, it's become old hat. Like, he shadows the top receiver. That's just now kind of a given for most situations. Now, what else do we have here? Uh, do the Steelers let Mark Robinson loose and let him ball out? That's from 007. He balled out against Baltimore. Sack, force, fumble. I think he's still limited as kind of a base guy downhill when he's got to move backwards and laterally. You get some issues, communication, above-the-neck type stuff. But when he gets in a line downhill... He'll pop you. Uh, what did he play? Nine snaps in that game? I forget the exact number. But I don't know my charting pulled up, but he made it him count. It was 13 snaps for him. Okay. And I think all in some of their base. He even had some uh, three inside linebacker packages mm. in that game, which was an interesting wrinkle. All right. Uh, let us, what else do we have here? We have a $5 super chat from Chilla21. Thank you, Chilla. I'm seeing if you had a question. You had a comment that we held for net back last year against Tampa. I don't know if I see a question, though. And, and it says, is there a chance we sign both Jalen and Najee? I mean, that's a down-the-road question, Dave. Do you want to address some of those types of things, though? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, you got a decision uh, by May of whether or not to pick up the fifth-year option on on Najee Harris. Now, might this team decide to go the route that uh, Carolina went uh, a couple years ago before even getting to that? And when they, uh, I think, signed uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, to an extension, that's one route you could go there. Uh, if they don't go that route and just go straight up uh, fifth-year option, then probably – uh, probably not going to see you know a, a, a deal with him if if it gets that far. I mean, nothing says. I mean, you could still obviously put the fifth year option for him and uh, on him, and then 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 go from there. But uh, uh, I I think what you do if you decide to pick up the fifth year option, that's where you leave it uh, there. But if you you know if you get in this off season and and you want to go ahead and start start the clock running on, on, on extension for him, then go ahead and do an extension with him before the fifth year option, uh, decision. Uh, so th- I don't think you'll see an extension on him, but you know, uh, uh, it, it could definitely happen. Once again, you could see something similar to, to now, obviously not the dollar amount, you know, that, that a Christian McCaffrey got, but, uh, uh, that is an option there. As far as Jalen goes, uh, there's there's no reason to really i mean you could uh as the cba states with those uh restricted free agents they only have to play two years uh before uh before eligible but why not just let the restricted route play itself out you know and a year from now maybe make a decision uh uh on him because you will have the option of place and restrict either way with in his situation it's it's easier it's a lot easier to cap him because of what he's up against you know you can mm-hmm. take his uh uh 2024 salary and say this is what you're scheduled to earn now this is what you would uh, uh on a second year restricted tender if it if it got to that 
this is what you would earn here. And then you could easily work backwards uh, with him and his agent, knowing that they're capped that way. Uh, my gut right now tells me that you won't see an extension for either one of those two. Okay. Fifth year option on Najee. Has, have your thoughts changed at all in recent weeks? I mean, you know, my, you know, it, it's 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 a what would Dave do and what would the Steelers do? Sure. What will they do is how I'm approaching this question. Uh, they they like Najee. They do. And once again, that's that uh, that fifth year option amount would you know the, the only drawback to that is it's fully guaranteed and it's for 2025. Right. Uh, so, but. At least it would. You're gonna you're gonna piss him off if you don't pick up that fifth year option. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm leaning towards stay. I, I've I've kind of gone back and forth on this, and obviously mid season that wasn't looking very promising. But I think they will pick it up, uh, get him for five years, and evaluate from there. He's not going to be a happy camper if if he gets through. And look to his credit, which is it's hard to find for someone that stays on the field for 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 every game is out there, has not missed any games, and uh, to give you the kind of hard running that he gives you and and that kind of thing. I mean, that, to his credit, he is, he is his, 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 his availability uh, has been there for this team. So, uh, and you, we, we know that, that stuff last offseason with him and the other running backs getting upset about the market. And he's, he's not going to be a happy camper if you don't give him an extension or you don't pick up uh, that, that fifth-year option. So if you want to look at it that way, the hell with what Dave thinks. You know, if, if you want to, uh, you know, I, I would tend to think that the team is trending toward picking up his fifth-year option. And we'll find out by May when that decision comes due. Vegas TJG says, would you be happy if Sierra's husband is quarterback one starting next year? That, of course, is Russell Wilson. Nope, I, I really don't have the interest in Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't either. But I'm sure it'll be talked about. It's already been talked about a lot and probably will continue to be... Uh, Randy Wagner, actually, before that, Faceless Man says, how about putting Casey at free safety and Minka be the strong safety? That's a thought. You could do that. Yeah. Uh, you think, you know, with Minka coming back from that injury and all all like that, and, I mean, you could do it. I, you know, I, I'm not sure I would. I'm just really curious for their plan for Patrick Peterson in this game. I don't know. Because he has played pretty well at safety. The tackling has been an issue, but we all can, I think, hopefully agree he's for, on the fly, unexpectedly, to make that full-time transition. He's done a nice job communication-wise and just, you know, competency standpoint. And look, it's a different view, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and he's been a corner for a long, long time. So, you know, it's an adjustment to make. I think he's made it pretty well overall again i think they're going to mix and match i don't think it's going to be you're here and you're there and that's all that that's black and white i think there's gonna be some varying shades of gray in terms of roles and hats in this game give them different looks randy wagner says dave and alex were you able to watch the titans jaguars game yesterday if so what were your reactions i think we both were able to watch it. we found the time yeah. dave to watch this one and yeah. uh pretty intense got pretty close that fourth and goal i was holding my breath and they yeah, stopped that Lawrence was a short. key point yeah, key key turning point of the game right there for sure. Yeah, once again, yeah, I thought the Titans they, they the Titans came to play and uh, nothing. Uh, kudos to the there's a, like I said this morning, you know the NFL. 
does a lot of things that, that I don't like, but kudos to them for having divisional games the final week of the season. Because even if teams are out of it playing a team that's in it, that's in their own division, there's there's no – no. Uh, did you did you hear Shannon Sharp talk about that the other day uh, with, with Ocho on that – on that what do they call it, nightcap or whatnot? Mm-hmm. I didn't. You know what? I You know, Shannon's great on that show. Yeah, and he's, he's he had he that interview with great. Cat Williams that's gone mega viral on his other yeah, show. Yeah, I didn't see that, but uh, and and Shannon Sharp with anybody else, I could kind of take or leave. But when when him and Ocho are really just kind of talking talking about football, and and yeah, you know, I, I thought I think he's really good on it. And he uh, him him and Ocho Cinco were, were 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 talking about that. Look, there's no better feeling of hey, if I got to go home. And, and go to Aruba, you're going to go to Aruba, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to something along those lines. But, uh, uh, yeah, d- Tennessee came to play. Got a $2, $2 super chat from the Pit Stop who says, what two current Steelers would you like to meet the most? I don't know, Dave, do you have any – I really don't have that kind of lens of who I would like to, to meet or have dinner with. I don't really have that kind of lens in my, my analysis hat anymore. Yeah, uh, I I don't either at my age. I'm just thankful to get out of bed every morning uh, where I'm at. But uh, no, I I can't say that I that I have you know a, a list as far as that goes. I know we spoke with him what over the summer, but I think a dinner with Dick LeBeau with us, mm-hmm. Dave, would be uh, aces. Oh yeah, man, I'd like to be locked in a room for he wouldn't like it. But, yeah, let's not, uh, let's not phrase it as as a hostage situation. Let's make it right, a volunteer scenario, right, Dave. Right. Oh, okay. If I could get in the volunteer <laughs> to be locked in a room for me for about okay. two hours, uh, I I would uh, I wouldn't mind that. Would Dick LeBeau pick his brain on some things? All right, a fellow Alex says, and I'm surprised that we, it's taken 45 minutes to get to this point, but but here's the question. Could these reports of Tomlin possibly taking a break be a negotiation tactic for his contract extension? That's Jake Glazer, Adam Schefter, not reporting, but speculating, hinting, whatever you want to call it. Maybe Tomlin, if he chooses to come back to Pittsburgh, maybe he would like to take some time off. I don't see it as a as a contract ploy. They they want to give him an extension. That's been I think pretty well documented uh, by PFT and places like that. He's well paid. I don't think Tomlin has to leverage and strong arm Art Rooney into giving him more money. Yeah, I don't see it as that either. There and you know the the only thing that really sticks out in all this and Alex, you talked about this this morning is you know Jay Glazier, yeah. uh, it, you know uh, has a pretty good relationship. Uh, and I think who was it? Pat McAfee this morning on 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 one of the shows said something along the lines that those two have been out drinking. You know, uh, those those two spend some time with each other during I think the off season or or or, or, or whenever. So uh, the fact that Glazier's kind of hint hinting about it does does make your ears perk up a little bit. But you know, all that said, man, I Mike Tomlin just loves the process. You know, and I think he loves the loves every bit of the process and he's still young. I I would find it a little bit surprising if, if Mike Tom had just said, look, I, I, I want to take some time off, but I mean, we'll see. I would as well. And maybe I'm sure during that losing streak, it's tough. It weighs on you. It's stressful. It's heavy. And people were openly in, in the public mainstream view, talking about Tomlin leaving Pittsburgh in some capacity for the first time that maybe has you reflect on that. But and maybe this win streak has energized Mike Tomlin of, okay, I, I was able to pull this thing back together. We, we made this great run. Let, let's keep building upon that for next year. However, 
this year ends up. But, I mean, Glazer was adamant, you know, Tomlin's not being fired. He's going to return if he wants to come back. He just kept saying, if he chooses. Like, he kept repeating that that phrase, if he chooses, almost were like, you know, you talk to somebody newly married. How's your marriage? Oh, the marriage is great. Yeah, the marriage is great. The marriage is great. It's like, okay, who are you trying to convince at this point, you or me? And so just repeating that kind of raised an eyebrow. But we'll see. Let's get through the season. They're in the playoffs. We're happy about that, and we'll take it from there. Here's the thing. We, we would know pretty quick, right, because Mike Tomlin never misses a senior ball, right? Oh, that's a good point, and that's coming up here pretty quickly. So, yeah, um, we'll find out here, and I imagine he'll be asked about that in his post, you know, his last presser after this team is eventually eliminated. Assuming that happens. Maybe they win it all, and we're all happy about a Super Bowl uh, trophy. All right, so time for a couple more questions. Brian says, yo, David Alex, it looks like Benton grabbed the fumble rope, punched out. Did he get the stat? That's a good question. He fell on it initially, but Golden, I think, came out of the pile with it. So who got the fumble recovery? You able to look that up, Dave, in terms of who got I that thought, second one? I thought Golden uh, got the credit for it, didn't he? He came out of the pile. I mean, Benton seemed to fall on it initially. I, I think Reco- it probably went to Golden. Uh, the row one? Yeah, the row punch out. All right. It, yeah, they uh, they have uh, Golden. I have not gone back and, and looked at that play, uh, but Golden got the credit for the recovery. Okay, because Benton was right there first, but at some point in that pile, I guess, Golden ended up pulling the ball away. So there's your answer. All right, what else do we have here from you guys? Does Chukwuma Corfor replace Stan Moore? Or would that hurt the running game? No. Corfor is his bonus is not going to be picked picked up they're going to move on from a core four and either find a replacement for more or do something with him but a core four is not in the conversation right uh tj won't play we know what that means the clock strikes midnight on mason and we know what that means mike t has a standard for an embarrassing loss in the wild card that's from brian jonker so he is not optimistic about this game i mean i will say what's the stat they're one in ten without tj watt so history does not bode well in these type of moments yeah, but this is a new season. But sure. uh, look, uh, obviously, you'd much rather have Watt in this game. That's for damn sure. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely no question about that. And there is some time to prepare. And again, depth is better this year because the bulk of the time he missed was last year when they had no depth and the pass rush totally tanked. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be as empty without him in this game. Carlos says, after a complicated day in the rain for Warren, do you trust him in the snow? Is it something he had issues with in college? I mean, he literally went to snow college at Utah. I, I imagine he's played in some, in some bad weather before. It was a, a poor performance, no question about that. But I still trust him. In a playoff game, he's gotten yeah. this far. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pull the rug out underneath him after one game. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And I mean, I think he just had some fumbling issues, and that was an issue as a rookie in camp uh, a little bit. But but again, you need a guy like Jalen Warren to help rotate, keep Najee fresh, because you're probably running the ball a lot in this game. It can't just be Najee doing it the entire time. Gary says, going to need a punt block, a uh, block punt, or a punt return to win this one. I mean, they beat him in 21 in part due to a punt right. block from Killebrew, and so I bet you Killebrew's itching to get himself another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any way special teams can contribute in this one could 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 be that final piece. Even just making the routine field goal. If there's a gusty you know conditions and wind, punting, kicking, snapping, those are all going to be you know under the microscope if you got 20, 30 mile an hour winds. Yeah, good point. Faceless man, I heard that Deontay touchdown was a new play. Does that give you guys hope the coaching staff might have some big plays run up to take advantage of teams playing more attention to pickings? Calvin Austin breakout. That play, 
I, I was watching a little bit last night. It was like the uh, touchdowns they've had to Pickens and uh, what was the other one? The, it, it, was, it was a touchdown to Pickens against Cincinnati's 86-yarder where you get the tight ends or the two receivers on a curl and then the slant flat to the other side. This time they kind of paired the, the curls with the slant. Yeah. Yeah, it was a curl slant. It was a curl. It was a curl slant. There yeah. were two curls on that side, so right. they, I feel like maybe they kind of almost combined those concepts on that side. I, I don't. I don't. Not even entirely sure on the new play what that reference is, but maybe somebody had written something. So I want to see that on the old twenty-two. I think you probably have. I haven't gotten a chance to to check it out yet, but it kind of felt like almost a combination of what they had been running to both sides on, say, the Pickens touchdown or the Trubisky failed third down a couple weeks ago against the Pats, and kind of made them to one play on one read to one side, if that makes sense. That was a nice stunt pickup by uh, Daniels on that play, and Mason put it right down right down the alley. Yeah, really good yak ball. Our own Jeremy Pike is here in the chat. Bill's fan. Right. Everyone be nice to Jeremy, though. Um, just Don't take it easy as on Jeremy. In FYI, nothing official, but good speculation is that Tyrell Dodson has an AC joint sprain. Once again, not official. Some of the injury guys speculating based off video of the play. So yeah, Dodson, again, with the Milano injury, especially earlier this year, he's had a more prominent role. We'll be watching him. We'll be watching Gabe Davis's status, the speedy receiver, throughout the week. Yep. Any bad weather expected, Tim? I probably mentioned that already. I think it was a higher chance for snow. You had a tweet earlier, Dave, about potential snowfall. They said something about lake effect, right? So, yeah. uh, uh... So I would imagine going to be pretty dusty, at least this far out. I mean, weather can change, obviously. Yeah, probably not great at conditions, regardless of what the exact forecast ends up being. So we'll see how that uh, impacts things. The Pit Stop, I finally made a live stream. Been listening to the podcast for years. Best Steelers coverage in the world. Thank you for the super chat thank earlier, you. and thank you for the nice comments. Now, is the Steelers next head coach working in the NFL right now from Vegas. I have no idea. I really just have, I'm just focused on <laughs> Buffalo right now, man. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. We'll either. see. Uh, Randy Wagner Steelers record is horrible without TJ Watt on the field, but Steelers might have more depth than we've ever had prior to the season. Maybe. Yeah. That that's the counter to that stat. And listen, losing Watt is still a loss regardless of who you're replacing him with or the combination of people, but you didn't have her big last year. You didn't have golden last year. You can still get pressure without T.J. Watt. Man, just don't stop the run and don't give up the explosive plays. Make them drive 75, 80 yards. Uh, make it at least hard on them uh, or put them in opportunities where they're more likely to make to shoot their own selves in the foot. You know, uh, you're not going to shut them down uh, completely, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, you can't have like the last meeting against them with those with the explosive. What? How many do you remember how many explosive plays they had in that game last year? Yeah, it, let me it was look a lot. real quick. It, it was, was a lot of them, wasn't it? A 98-yard touchdown. So you're yeah, about ten, 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 10 is on the sheet here, and I don't know if they had maybe a, you know, a two, because they only listed 10 longest plays in the game book, and they had 10 uh, of 21, uh, 21 or longer in there. So, uh, man, they had the uh, deep middle to, to, to Davis for 98 yards, deep middle to – Davis for 62 yards, short uh, middle to Diggs for 41. Singletary, remember that run to the left side for 23 yards. Uh, the middle to Shakir for 31. They had one for 26, another one for 26, another one for 24. They had that Cook run for uh, for 24 yards for a touchdown. 
Uh, who 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 was on the field for that? Well, I'm trying to remember. Is that later in the game, or was that at half? I forget. That was it. That was. No, it was the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was the beginning yeah. of the fourth quarter. I'm trying to remember. Trying to re- instant recall that in my head there. Uh, and I think then some uh, missed tackles, or it was a easy. Yeah. It was a very easy touchdown. It was like little right. resistance on whatever whatever score that was. And then, oh yeah, to go along with that, you had a Josh Allen scramble for 21 yards. Yeah, which he is certainly capable. About that third down conversion he had last night, that third and 13, mm-hmm. just willing himself across. Again, those are the great plays he'll make. Can he make enough of the bad ones though, and help balance that out? That'll be the key in this game. You're not going to win this game if you give up 10 explosive plays. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my analysis hat on there and go out on a, on a limb. Eduardo says, hi, Alex and Dave. Do you believe the Steelers are better positioned than the Dolphins to take advantage of Allen's turnover proclivity? I mean, the Dolphins forced three of them, um, but they were they were playing hurt. They, they lost a bunch of their guys. They had a lack of a pass rush. with They were losing their edge guys, and Chubb was out of this game. I think they're down to like two guys, including uh, former Steeler Melvin Ingram in this one. So, yeah, I think Pittsburgh is a, is a aggressive, take-the-ball-away mentality type of defense. They've proven that the last two years. And so they're in position, to, I think, to, to make some plays. Got to get the ball. Got to get the ball on defense a couple of times. Yeah, you cannot win this game if Allen plays clean. You just in, in their place, even with the weather, you're not going to win this game if Allen is, is a is a clean sheet. All right, what else do we have here? A couple more questions we have time for. Let me just scroll back into place. Mark asking about it. Will Herbig step up and cause some problems? We'll see. It's a big moment for him. He seems ready for it, and he's fresh legs. I mean, you know, the one benefit to him not playing a lot this year is he's he's going to be fresh and good to go. Yeah, you're going to get some snaps to evaluate here. That's for sure. It's a big moment for him. John Pennington, do you guys think the team needs a back who can turn the outside corner? I think the run game's looking pretty good right now, as is. I like the power, the bully ball mentality. Speed is fun and nice, and Miami has it, for example, but what what they're doing right now in Pittsburgh is working. They can win with those two back there. Yep. Jeffrey Haynes, why do you think Najee said he needs to get better in his post-game interview? I think he's just wired that way. Of like, what's next? It's serious time. Okay, we won. Let's go playoffs. Let's try to figure out how we get better. I think he's really kind of had that mature, serious, you know, let's not get too high. Let's not get too low. Let's just go to work. Yeah, uh, uh, he seems like that kind of guy. David Van Holt, McDermott and Tomlin know each other being from the same school. Would have loved to see uh, them work together. It's going to be a chess match. Yeah, the William & Mary storyline. They were college teammates, not just going to the same school. They were on the same football field together for for a brief time there. So I think McDermott is 3-1 all time against Mike Tomlin. We'll see how that shakes out on Sunday. We'll hear that story three or four times the rest of this week. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then during the broadcast as well. Is the Bills' run D good? I've seen they've ranked 28th. That's pretty bad. I have to do some more research on that. I have a stat, though. They are the NFL's worst first-down rush defense, allowing 5.3 yards per carry. Pittsburgh in recent weeks, over 5 yards per carry. Running the football, been much, much better on first down since Rudolph became the quarterback than they have been really for the last four or five seasons. And so run the ball on first down, stay on schedule. That recipe is there. Right. All right, what else do we have here as we kind of click through? Just a couple more questions. I really appreciate you guys being out here for the chat. Brian says, who do you got tonight in the championship game? I think we're both taking Michigan, Dave. Yeah, we've got, before we got on, uh, I think Michigan blows them. I think I told Alex, I think Michigan blows them out. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that, but Michigan winning all the same. Uh, Peter Livingood says, hey, Alex, do you think the Steelers will pull a trick play out on offense? Have not really uh, run hardly any all year. I don't think Eddie Faulkner loves trick plays. It's it's one of those real big, if it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, 
you know the rest of the story if it doesn't work out, Dave. Yeah, it's re- it's results biased. That's that's for sure. Uh, I mean, if they do, it'll probably only be one. And I don't think you. I, I think that uh, I I'd bet against it. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's an easy thing to do in this situation. There, man. If you you got just just run the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it. Just simple. go. Just go north and south, man. Just bring or dance with who who brought you to the party, whatever the saying is, and that's been a run game, taking care of the football, being smart. And I, th- I think that continues, especially with the weather being unpredictable. You don't want a receiver throwing a pass, right? And this kind of elements, yeah, snow. It just just seems like uh, not worth it there. But we'll see. Uh, what else? Uh, people ask about prospects from this game to watch for. I just have not done enough draft work, Dave, to really educate. How do I say this? Um, smartly. I'm not being smart right now, but be able to give any sort of educated answer in terms of draft prospects to watch. Yeah, this game. I mean, just the stars that that most people already know, you know, without a doubt. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface on this. I know, I know, we have Jonathan Hightritter uh, starting to get into uh, draft profiles and start build the database up for that for us to start rolling out whenever the season ends there. And then, uh, as is the case every year with Alex and I, we we don't start hitting it until right there until the Steelers season ends and it's usually right there at the start of the uh, senior bowl. I mean, I've already got obviously some, some database uh, info uh, cobbled together for, for the shrine bowl and, and senior bowl, but it's just laying out uh, more info than anything and ha- have not gotten into uh, obviously have a deep tape on anybody yet. Yeah. Give us a month and I think we'll have some better answers for you by then. Uh, Hello, S. Hello, Alex. How do you think we stack up against the Bills? How good are our, our chances? They got a chance. I don't know exactly what percent you want to put on it, but, you know, Pittsburgh's got a chance, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's a, any given Sunday. I, I, th- I think I think they've got uh, – I think they got a I, – I would, I would be on the plus 10. I'll tell you that. There you go. Mike Odessa, why not put Patrick Peterson on Kincaid just from a size athleticism standpoint? I mean, any matchup is going to be difficult where Kincaid will have those advantages, but I think you want Minka. I mean, he's your kind of tight end eraser type of dude. Right. Uh, Steelers by the lake. Alex, since your firstborn is going to be Trevor, people still remembering that. Does your secondborn now need to be King Henry? I didn't. I didn't make any proclamations no. here, so there's just 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 Trevor, just Trevor. Right. Trevor Henry Kazor. Maybe I'll go with that. Are you a bit concerned with our prevent defense at the end of the last two games? Seems to be a bit too easy for the opponent to march down the field. I mean, they got stops on on those situations, guys. They held them to field goals. You're gonna, you know, let time be the enemy. Let them take the short stop. Just don't allow the big play over your head. So I have no issue with really how they handle those things, especially when it's not like a, it's not a one score game. You're up two scores on Seattle and Baltimore. So let them kill time and then kick the field goal. That, that's actually probably exactly what you're looking for besides, obviously, a turnover or a quick stop. I would agree. Uh, let's see what else we have. Is If Henry is released and a free agent, do the op- these organizations try to sign Derrick Henry? No, they're not going not gonna to sign Derrick Henry, John. No. Do we know if Minka is coming back this week? He says he will. I would expect Minka Fitzpatrick to be on that field on Sunday. Yeah, he, uh, he said uh, he vowed to come back, I think was the report, right? Right. Is there... Is there any chance TJ Watt could return in this game, or am I just taking crazy pills at this point? Yeah, I would be surprised. I'd be surprised too, but it, do you think Tomlin will rule him out tomorrow, or do you think he's going to try to leave the light on, even to play some potential mind games? With I, bet he, I bet he rules him out. 
I just want I just want to believe, Dave. I want to believe, but you're probably right. People I, I think he could come back next week. If they if they if they win this game and go to Baltimore, I think TJ Watt's playing in that game, Dave. All right. But, we'll see. It'll be a good good problem. Yes. Good good problem to have. Yes, it will. Joey Jr., Dave and Alex, happy New Year's. What's this? Mike Tomlin leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers. We kind of addressed that earlier. Speculation. We're we can talk about that more after the season, but I I whatever it's worth, probably not much. I expect Mike Tomlin to be coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024. I agree. Uh, let's see what else we have. I think we're just about out of time here. Let me just scroll through. Uh, quality Colossus here. He didn't know we were live. We are live, but we're just wrapping up. But you can find an archive version of this on the channel, also on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. So going to go watch some college football, the last game here between Michigan and Washington. want to thank you guys so much for being here. Great turnout tonight, fantastic questions, and so really fun live stream. Be back in two weeks. Maybe Pittsburgh's playing, maybe not. We'll address it either way. And Dave, as always, thank you for being here with us tonight. All right, thank you for putting this on, and uh, thank you everybody that showed up. A pretty good crowd tonight. We appreciate that. And, hey, we're doing one for the playoffs, you know, so uh, <laughs> there's that. So uh, happy new year to everybody. Thanks again, and peace and love. All right, guys, again, you can find an archive version of this on the channel. Be sure to check out the site. ton of content coming your way as we get ready for the Bills game. Wildcard weekend, 